0: you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: I'm going to just continue the conversation around inner child. But I'm going to take it a, a little bit of a different path because, you know, I'm a psychotherapist. And I'm a big believer in healing. So good day to everyone who's hearing my voice, who's live on Clubhouse and on Instagram. And I just want you to take a journey with me before we open it up to hear so many different uh, voices here on uh, the Clubhouse app, as well as um, Instagram. Instagram, you'll have to put it in your comments. But think about this. No matter how old you are, wherever you are in the world, are you in touch with your inner child? And even as we ask that question this morning, like what even comes up for you? when I ask you, are you in touch with your inner child? Well, my name is Dr. Janie Lacey and I help people heal from toxic and unhealthy relationship trauma so they can thrive in their love and their life and in their businesses. Cause we have a lot of entrepreneurs here at the table, but you know, the core of my work includes three pillars. And I put a link up in clubhouse to my TEDx talk which one of my pillars is talking about the inner work, the inner child work. So save that link, watch it later, send it to your family and friends, comment, and um, I'm sure you're going to get something out of that 13-minute <laughs> TEDx uh, talk. But, you know, there's three pillars of my of my work. And those three pillars is looking at our, you know, just like um, a tree. Carolyn Leaf, who was on my show um, sometime last year, And I just love, 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 love her work, her neuroscience work. And she demonstrated, you can see it on YouTube, as a tree. If you kind of look at all of us as a tree, and sometimes we can focus on the fruit of our tree, and that's our behaviors, that's the things that people see, those are the problems in our life, all that that stuff. But when we really don't take the time to understand the soil of which we were, um, that tree has grown into, and the roots, we're going to continue to stay stuck so sometimes as entrepreneurs or in our relationships, we find ourselves in these patterns, and then we find ourselves feeling the same thing, back with the same person, um, not progressing in our businesses. And sometimes that has a lot to do with things that are unresolved in our life. And sometimes that can be from uh, different traumas, different belief systems, or just our blind spots. There's something called Jahara's window. And each and every one of us, have we're, we're part of this Jahara's window. We have blind spots. There's things that... People can see that we don't see, but there's also things that we can't see that other people can't see. And from a psychotherapist perspective, that's the window that we want to aim at. So when I help people, especially with unresolved trauma, those core pillars, not only looking at belief systems around their mindset, their blind spots and things that are unresolved, we also look at the inner work, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit this morning, is getting in touch with your inner child so that you can heal and thrive. Because if you don't know this, when we try to block out any negative feelings or any negative things that we may have gone through, we also put up a wall to, to not let in the good stuff, the joy, the happiness, you know, all the things that we, we want to feel. Because we're too busy trying to block out the bad stuff. And then we stay in the place of, of numbness. So that inner work is important and then the body work because our bodies hold emotional, mental, and physical trauma that affects our nervous system. I'll get into that another morning. So how do we, so how do we do the inner child work for healing trauma and self-acceptance? So I want to take you on a quick journey to give you information around what does that mean when we talk about inner child work when it comes to psychotherapy and unresolved trauma and then i want to open it up because i want to hear some voices as far as you know what are some things when you've done your own work to get in touch with your own inner child or things that you continue to to do to bring her or him alive as we heard glenn lundy this morning talking about being you know a big child and all the things that he does to keep his inner child alive i want to hear what you do but i'm going to give you a brief overview because you know, I wanna open it up to hear the different voices to share how you've healed your inner child to incorporate that work into how you show up in the world today. Because if you haven't, maybe today's the day. But first let me define how I look at inner child work in a very, in a very simplistic way that's understandable for, for many of us. And this is just, we just use this as a powerful tool for healing and I'm talking about from a therapeutic standpoint for healing psychological trauma and dysfunctional patterns and self-harming behaviors. Because when we stop and we do a self-examination in all of our lives, and if we haven't healed from our psychological trauma and our dysfunctional patterns and our self-harming behaviors, it's gonna, it's gonna keep us stuck from having the best relationship with ourself, having good relationships with other people, and thriving in our businesses and our careers and all the things. But let, let's be clear here, the inner child is not a, a literal child. <laughs> We're talking metaphorically here. This is the little you, the little you. The, the big you is the one that's uh, listening right now, right? The little you is inside of you and that's the part of your psyche that's still childlike and that's innocent and full of wonder. And I really want you to, to meet him or her, such a delight when we embrace that, that little girl or that little boy inside of us. But from a therapeutic standpoint, by connecting with our inner child we can gain access to new information about our unhealed wounds and the needs that may not have been met when we were actual actual children because sometimes i'll hear people will say you know i don't know why i'm like this dr janie you know i had a great childhood my my parents were there they were they were there at my sporting events you know we had food on the table all these types of things but sometimes it's the emotional emotional neglect. It's the things that we didn't get, but we don't know what we didn't get because we didn't get it. <laughs> so we tend to focus on what our parents did do to meet our needs. And this is not about blaming our childhood or blaming our parents. It's about understanding our dysfunctional patterns, our self-harming ways, and the things that may have been unresolved from our trauma because when we try to be in relationship with other people, and if we have these blind spots, we're trying to meet these needs with other people, especially romantic relationships that we did not meet, that we did not get met in our childhood, All right? So we develop core wounds and these core wounds are what drives us, especially when we're triggered and we overreact. And that's the key to understand potentially what you need to heal. Those are clues. When you overreact and you are um, can be over the top, in conjunction or in con- contrast to the actual stimulus. And then what we'll do when we when we look at inner child work, is there's something, this may be a new term for some people, it's called reparenting. So the reparenting, and this is part of a healing process, becomes the process of meeting those needs and practicing self-care so that we can operate in a world as happy and functional adults. <laughs> we all wanna be, have inner peace, so we can really meet our goals in life and live a a life that's thriving and that we feel good about how we show up in the world. So I like to use to give you some resources. For those of you on Instagram, I'll show you the book, but Susan uh, Anderson right here, this is her book, The Journey from Abandonment to healing. And then we also have Susan Anderson's right um, on uh, Instagram. You can see it on Clubhouse. It's called taming your outer child. These are two resources that I like tremendously that help you do with deal with your inner child work and help you overcome self sabotage especially healing from abandonment issues because sometimes from our inner child unresolved issues. We can have abandonment issues and abandonment issues doesn't necessarily mean that it can mean but it doesn't necessarily mean that our parent actually abandoned us and they weren't there for us it can also mean that our parent emotionally abandoned us right so we needed to have that nurture that guidance that affirmation to be seen to be heard those birthrights that we have as children and they were missed And yes, as adults, we can probably see why they were missed. If our parents were in survival mode, they're just trying to pay the bills, deal with their own stress issues. And they wanted to see us, but they didn't want to hear us, right? So we get these repetitive situations over and over and over again, where we download messages in our little me that say, you know what, I don't matter. I don't matter. Or, you know, we can create these fantasies in our head of escapism because we really don't feel seen, but we don't have the language, right? Right now as adults, we can talk about these things, but as children, we don't have the language to be like, oh, my mom doesn't see me. (laughs) So I feel my core wound developing inside me. No, we don't have that. But how we see is how, how you show up in your life. How do you show up in your relationships? How do you show up when things don't go your way? How do you show up when conflict comes about? How do you show up when someone hurts you? How do you show up when you find out that she's cheated on you and you can't be in that relationship anymore? Because I can tell you right now, when it comes to breakups, divorces, yes, they're sad, they're hurtful, you know, that you can go into grief. But a clue for us from a therapeutic standpoint is when people feel like they're gonna die, you know, if someone leaves them or a relationship doesn't work out, right? That's the little child coming up in us. We need our parents as children, as adults. We can be hurt. And when people leave us, they don't abandon us. But even the language that we can use sometimes can show what parts, it's what we call parts work. Don't have time to get into that this morning, but parts work can also show us the part of us that's being activated in whatever situation we're in. But anyway, I digress. So Susan Anderson, you know, the author of Journey uh, from Abandonment to Healing, in her book, she explains the three layers of inner child work and i want to base some of my explanations off of her work because i highly highly um, uh, uh, enjoy her work so we're looking at the inner child we're looking at the adult child and our adult self so from a healing perspective we're looking at all three of those and in her susan anderson's explanation which is really really helpful especially if you we want to seek to understand our own coping mechanisms and our behavior on a deeper level. So I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about her descriptions of each of them. And then I want us to uh, open it up and have a discussion about it on uh, Clubhouse. You know, so we're looking at the inner child. This is the the little you. Again, every single one of us, whether you are acknowledging her or him or not, (laughs) they are there. It's that little you. This is the, the tender, emotional, inner child who's, who's innocent and it's all about feelings and your primal needs, most basic way to explain that. But this is the part of us that's also vulnerable and innocent. We have a deep feelings. We're sensitive. There's sensitivity here. We crave love and recognition and validation. We desire connection and safety. This is where we have open-mindedness, and this is where we're also in total expression, whether it's anger, sadness, or joy. And that's why when you get into your emotional side, especially in conflict or things that are not necessarily serving you, we can see the different parts of you that are coming out. But then we also have the outer child and Susan Anderson's book, the taming your outer child. Great, great book, especially if you have abandonment issues and you tend to um, self-sabotage. So she really helps you with practical tools in her book to overcome self sabotage. But that inner, that outer child, this is the the part of us that's responsible for our self-defeating behaviors, our self-sabotaging behaviors. That outer child responds to our inner child. This is where it's all connected. Our outer, our outer child responds to our inner child, and can overprotect by what we call acting out. This is where we have our self-defeating behaviors. We lose control over behaviors. We overreact, and this is where we can be harmful to other people. And we have uncalibrated expressions of our anger. We can be impatient. We can be impulsive. Yep. Some of you, you know, I'm talking about you. So listen up. (laughs) Time to heal so that you can meet your goals in life. It's the inner work that always matters first. Nothing you do on the outside can bring you happiness and joy. Those are moments. If you don't have peace inside, if you do not have peace, which is priceless inside, all the other things at the end really don't matter. This is where we can be self-centered and we can focus on having our needs met. This is where we can sabotage our inner growth and we fight change. Because even in dysfunction, we want to stay in the familiar. Let me say that again. Even in our dysfunctional behaviors, we want to stay in the familiar because it is familiar. We can become overprotective of the inner child in us, especially the vulnerable parts of us that we feel like someone else may be hurting by pushing love away. You know, many times, especially in the love space, people will say, well, Dr. Jane, all I want to do is I want to find love. I want to find that one. (laughs) But what happens when the person's right in front of you? but now you're picking them apart because the image that you have in your head doesn't match what you see in front of you. But yet that person is loving you. They're there for you. They're complimenting you. They're emotionally available for you. But now you're, you're, you're focused on, well, I really want a guy who's 6'2 and he's 5'11. Come on, ladies. <laughs> this is how we can self-sabotage truly getting the things that we, we want. But then when we look at the wounded inner child, and this is where our unresolved issues come into play, the wounded inner child, this is the, the part of us in our adult self that can respond to our emotional or psychological neglect. But again, if we go back to our childhood and if we look at, well, all the things that we look at were there and we don't see any obvious abuse and our parents were there, You know, sometimes it's harder to see. It's like the stream that's going by the root as a tree is on the, the side of that cliff, it's the, it's the stream that's constantly going. It's a death by a thousand cuts. Every time you brought your report card home, you were excited for all the A's, but your parent would focus on the C. And inside of you, every time they did that, it took something away from you that you felt not good enough. So then you became a you became a performer. So in life, You can be very ambitious. You can be driven. You can be an alpha female, an alpha male who takes pride in their work, but you still feel empty because you have yet to resolve those unresolved issues in your childhood because you became a performer. You learn to perform, to get love and not really get in touch with your true self. So you wear that mask, you show up with that mask and people really don't know you because inside of you, you think if people really know me, they wouldn't like me. So then you learn to hide consistently. And then you learn to become a people pleaser because in those people pleasing ways, you think, well, as long as I create a need that other people need me, then they can't abandon me, All right? So we got to deal with these issues. So when we have that wounded inner child, there's a deep-seated seat, deep belief that you're broken. This is where people in their mind, sometimes there's so much shame that they believe there's something wrong with them. And there's no one else in the world that feels what they're feeling. And they have a fear of abandonment and a fear of a loss of love, which is why, you know, we look from an attachment style. We're looking mostly from an anxious attachment style. People move very quickly in relationship and they want to get their hooks in really quick. And they get us to performance mode they do all the things. They love bomb all the things early on because if I perform and I show you my value, you won't leave me. You'll find me valuable and you're going to want to be with me right that's from the wounded inner child self because there's insecurity there there's low self esteem there's a loss of self and attempt to gain approval from others and sometimes you can't even see it because you can justify it and then we have a loss of self and attempt to gain those approval from others there's fearful of setting boundaries of saying no we're going to be people today that like big bees <laughs> big boundaries right because those are the things that Are going to keep us in alignment with the things that we should be in alignment to meet our purpose, to meet the things that we want to achieve in life. And if we're not in alignment, then now is not the time. And that's where our boundaries come into play. And this wounded inner child part of us can also, this is where we can seek instant gratification. And in my therapeutic process or in therapy and counseling, I see this is where substance abuse comes into play sometimes um impulsive shopping a lot of distractions procrastination these are all the things that can block us from from truly getting into that space of um, meeting our goals and our own healing so then let's talk a little bit about the the integrated adult and then i want to open this up and i want to hear from many many voices on the stage because it's such an important topic for you to meet your goals and to really do your work. This is doing the work. And <laughs> it's not easy because we have to, We have to. it's almost like cutting open ourselves. And it's like, here I am, here's all the ugly parts of me that I have yet to deal with. And it's a very scary process. And I can tell you this as a therapist, if you don't even get aligned with the right therapist, sometimes therapy and coaches can do more harm than they can do good. Because you have to understand that inner, wounded child sometimes can look like functional adults and we don't necessarily understand moving parts unless we understand the parts work and can do some trauma work but when we're having a healthy dialogue around our inner child and our adult self this is key this is where we want to connect to our body sensations and emotions so I'm an EMDR therapist eye movement desensitization reprocessing so we help people neutralize negative feelings so that they can process them and then we can what we call future templating put in the things and we use eye movement we know how the brain works to integrate and unlock key memories to integrate the things that you want in your life but we can't do that until you know if you can't even talk about your trauma and you can't even talk about things that you've gone through in your life i mean it's going to be difficult to truly, truly live a life that's authentic, that's vulnerable, that is um, peaceful from the inside out. You can get all the things. (laughs) I mean, all of us, we can get all the things at the end of the day, you know, if we've had the things, we know that they really don't make us happy if we don't have peace inside. So let's do the work. Because when we have that integrated adult self, this is where we're able to identify our needs. We can make requests without anger or overreaction. If someone, especially in a relationship, if if people are doing things that, you know, we don't find pleasing, we don't have to pop off and come with an attitude, right? To me, there's an indication and that's more about about you. But you can go to your partner and you can be what we call self-regulated. Treat them with respect while you're also letting them know your desired behavioral change or how they're hurting you in a way that's um honoring to them and to yourself without overreacting and threatening and you know getting into all these toxic dynamics because that's that's, that's you. That's the stuff that needs to, that, but, but Janie, he did this. Or, or, or Janie, she did this. Mm-mm. Who, you're, who are you responsible for? You're responsible for you and how you show up in the world. Because this integrated adult self, our mature self, when we do the work, we remain true to ourselves even in conflict. <laughs> Let me say that again. You can show up as your true self, your mature self, even in conflict. Yeah, Janie, this is easier said than done. Yes, it is easier said than done when you don't do your work right? Because we have to practice doing our work. And it's an ongoing process. If anyone tells you they've arrived, I'll tell you they lie. (laughs) I'm continuously doing my own work every single day. And this is where we also, when we have our integrated adult self, when we've done the work, we're honoring and we're able to set boundaries. And guess what, guys, we're also able to honor other people's boundaries. And we can give space to, to the inner child to have big feelings without shutting them down. When people shut down, it's because they can't, they don't have the capacity yet. And I do say yet because they haven't done the work to be able to not get flooded by the big emotions. And this is where we can also practice self-love and self-care. So quickly, how do you connect with your inner child? And I'm gonna open this up. And I'm gonna give you some basic, basic things. Again, I'm a therapist, so I say, get. The professional help to someone that can guide you on the process who specializes in trauma resolution or inner child work but from an emdr perspective again mind body and our inner work our soul all we have to have a a holistic approach to healing because if we just focus on talk therapy alone you can't talk your way out of problems you've behaved your way into or that you were practiced into or those core wounds so doing body scans understanding your physical sensations We have to be able to connect with our inner child. It requires us to go inward. We want to connect with our inner child. We have to go inward rather than seeking distractions in times of emotional intensity. All right, I don't think there's anything wrong with having certain coping mechanisms as part of our practice. But if we can't go inside and understand what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? But yet we want to behave our way out and just wait for it to pass. It's going to come back again. So, if you close your eyes and you visualize your little you and you form some type of dialogue and asking questions like, you know, what are you feeling? And what do I need right now? Even in the midst of your conflict and your your heightened self, like, what do you need? And this is where you can find many, you know, just want to find credible sources, but you can find many inner child meditation apps on YouTube. You know, you can Google them and um, can start using those as guides if you want to do some of the work at home yourself. You can draw a picture or paint or make art that reflects your inner child. This is getting into your creative space and really slowing things down. Get some crayons. Come on, adults. We can get some some crayons and some uh, colored pencils. (laughs) And it doesn't matter even if you draw stick people. Part of my Women Redeem program, we do some art uh, therapy. And uh, it's okay. We can draw some stick people if we need to. And part of our Women Redeem program, we also have a practice where we write a letter to our inner child so we each have a place where we're stuck so i know exactly where i'm stuck at i'm stuck you know when i get into my my inner child work i was stuck at 4 and 14 were pivotal times for me because i've had a lot of stuff going on in my family at that time that really impacted me so when you figure out where you're stuck at because emotions can get frozen inside of us that's where the body keeps the score if you've had a lot of trauma for example at 14 you know sometimes you can be 40 years old and you can act like that 14 year old because that's where you're emotionally frozen and stuck at. So one thing that you can do right now is you can write a letter to your 14 year old self or your four year old self or your eight year old self, wherever you felt like, you know what? And I could tell you if you're in partnership, <laughs> your partner could probably tell you how old you act when you when you act a fool, <laughs> but you don't necessarily have to ask them, but digress. Point is that uh, write a letter to your inner child You know what would you say to her from your 35 year old self to your four year old self, knowing what you know now and what she needed, right? To great, great exercise, and then you can also use mantras like, you know, you're safe and I'm here to take care of you. You can practice setting boundaries and building healthy routines, self care, all those things. So there's so much more I can say here, but I do want to take the last few minutes to hear from at least two or three voices. You know what? Hey, Dr. Jenny Jenny. Lacy.
2: Yes. yes, Hey, good morning. This is Ramon Ray, Dr. Jenny. Listen, I know there's only three minutes to go. So I should probably just buy some of your time to get an extra 30 minutes. But here's the question. What does the perpetrator do uh, to the offended uh, to bring healing? So not the offended. I appreciate that today. And I'm going to have this played for my daughter. What does the perpetrator do? And the bottom line here, the, the summary of it is my parents were great parents, Dr. Janet Lacey. My father was a minister, great man, but he did some offenses that were more magnified for me, if you get what I mean, like he didn't take me on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic. That ate away at me as a grown man. I had to get self healing and part of it from this room, part of it, a lot of it from Jesus Christ, part of it from hearing therapists. But me now, I'm the father who has an adult daughter who's, who's a bit annoyed with him, you know, from small childhood things, nothing major, thank God, no abuse or sexual abuse, nothing like that. Just things that I did and I was an idiot and she's held on to it. So I asked my question, what does the offender, anything we can do except just wait for maturity due to the offended is my question, thanks.
1: Yes, there's a a lot uh, that you can do and it's actually very simple. So the perpetrator or the person that knows that they've created harm to their children and if there's an awareness and you've done your own work that means that you have a capacity for your children's big emotions, then the best thing that you can do, and think about this, it's very simple, it's to acknowledge their pain over and over and over again. To acknowledge that when most people, they can't, you can't go back and you can't change what has happened. But in that moment, what happens is when people bring up the past, the, the perpetrator or the person who created the offense gets offended. Well, I did the best that I could. I didn't know better now. You know, what can I do now? Right. And then that person can feel dismissed and they think, oh, you know what? My dad doesn't get it. He doesn't get it and then they continue to hold on to it so the first thing is to acknowledge it without becoming defensive without being dismissive without making excuses to acknowledge and validate their pain over and over and over again and then continue to show up in the current space differently so if they need dad to be empathetic and they need dad to show interest in their life because then you're creating a new narrative over and over and over again but that means that if she needs to bring up things that have happened in her childhood six to 66 times, a mature perpetrator who's done their work will hold space every single time. That's my quick response um, without knowing all the I appreciate details, you. but hopefully that's Yep. Helpful.
2: Thank you, very helpful, thanks, bye-bye, thanks.
1: You're most welcome, Ramon. Let's get one more voice at the breakfast table before we, he- we turn it over to uh, Lolita E. Walker. Who else wants to share or make a comment? Hey, Good morning, Dr. Lacey. All right, I heard a Dr. Lacey. Let's go first and we'll try to get one more in. It's Shawana Kennedy,
2: hello, hello. I had to say hello to you. Um, Oh my God, when I think about being a child, I know because of some of the things that happened to me, it makes me more protective, but then I know I have to pull back. So maybe you can speak to, I don't know if I missed that part, speak to a person who, because of what had happened to them as a child, they then
1: over, they like, not the hell thing, but I know that I'm very protective. Speak to that parent. Because of what happened to them, how they could maybe to be too much for their their children right now today. Well, good morning to you and I'm so glad that you are here. I always enjoy seeing your name when it pops up but quickly because I'm going to turn it over to Lolita, is that the the best thing that we can do in these situations is tell me again the the, the quick the, the the most important thing that you need to know I want to make sure I hit it. Because of childhood trauma, molestation, and things like that, okay, I know I'm it. very protective of all of my yep, children. I got it. Enough said. So when we get into a place where we were wounded in our childhood, and it's very common that we will either one or two things happens when it's unresolved. We will create the same offense. It just looks differently. Or we become in a place where we overcompensate. And what happens sometimes when we overcompensate, and I'm guilty of this as my, myself, <laughs> you know, not have, coming from a, a family that was not as affectionate. I could be overly affectionate and overly accommodating, but sometimes we can create the very same problem and it just looks different. And th- there's a lot that I could unpack there with, with not having a lot of time, but we can be wise parents. We can be aware of parents without overcompensating for the things that we didn't get. And that's going to have to do with our inner healing to realize, okay, what's going to be the balance that I know that these things happen to me, but I don't go into a place where I'm so hyper vigilant that I also can potentially um, hinder my children in a different way. And I mean, there's a lot I can say there um, that I can't really get into. But, you know, one of the things I would say is uh, to be aware of in those moments, if it's coming from a triggered state or if it's coming from if this is really good for my child right so every moment there's going to have to be an awareness of making decisions and i understand that personally because i can be very very accommodating sometimes to my son because my parents were very rigid i came from a very rigid home so then i can be very flexible to the point where i can enable a certain entitlement right so we want to just be aware of our wounds do our self-work and realize that sometimes we can overcompensate which can also be which can create a different uh, challenge for our our children. So it's a great question and we can probably get into that a lot more, but you know, my time is up and I Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.